for everybody, but it, it, it takes a complete overhaul of your emotions. So Hebrews 11, title for title's sake, it's called Imagine That. We're going to talk about the power of the imagination. And you would think that that's like, oh, that's a nice little, nice little good issue teaching. Mm -hmm. you'll, you'll find out by the time we get to the end. Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. So in verse 3, it makes it clear that every single thing that you can see, touch, and feel, it came into existence and it was created by something that you cannot see. And what's so powerful about this is that God is very, very frustrated, people. God is very, very frustrated because the same stuff that he used to create the universe, the same stuff that he created to use to create it to create to use, to use to create this planet, the same stuff that he used to create air and gas and water and trees and animals and birth, the same stuff that he used to create it, all of this, he put that on the inside of you. And that right there boggles the mind is that the same stuff God used is the same stuff that he gave me to use. So if the same stuff he uses is the same stuff he gave me to use, then how come when I use it, I don't get the results like God does? And the sad part is the very nature of what I'm teaching, if you don't even ask yourself that question and then begin to seek God at that level, Lord, how do I get the same results that you got? If you don't ask that question, no other revelation will come to you to get a result. Because when God gives answers, he gives answers based on his level, not yours. Always remember that. The Bible is written at God's level, not yours. If it was written at your level, you wouldn't need the Bible. Everything that God says is at his level. It's what he would do if he was you. Okay, if he tells you to leave this person alone that you're dating, it's because that's what he would do if he was you. If he tells you to marry this person, if he tells you to go to this city, to about individual words, if he tells you to move from Atlanta to Detroit or Detroit to Atlanta, what he's saying is, if I was you, that's what I would do. <laughs> Y'all just remember that. So it's written at his level. If he switched places with you as a husband, he will give you instructions on how he would carry himself as a husband. If he switched places with you as a wife, he gives you instructions on how he would carry himself as a wife. If he switched places with you as a businessman, he gives you instructions based on what he would do if he was a businessman. Y'all got me? Okay, so um, let's look at Genesis chapter 8, verse 21. Because uh, I just want to help you to understand what the imagination is because all of you are walking in the manifestation of it right now. You just don't know it. Everything in your life right now is because of this one thing, almost everything. Okay, Genesis 8, 21, King James Version. I'm bouncing back. From now on, I will bounce back and forth between, uh, my wife just told me about me massaging this towel all day long. Let me put this thing down here. I'm getting better. I'm getting much better. I used to do the hands in the pockets thing. And then, you know, I was always massaging the microphone, you know, and now it's the towel. She told me yesterday, she said, you're always moving the towel up and down. I was like, seriously? She's like, yes. I said, okay, let me get myself together. I need to get rid of this podium one. So I'm going to make some changes in that regards. But I will bounce back and forth between translations because some modern versions do a better job because of the way that we speak today. But sometimes they do a terrible job. King James and Amplified is typically the uh, most accurate. So, all right, Genesis 8, 21. It says, and the Lord smelled a sweet savor and the Lord said in his heart, 
I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more everything living as I have done. So the imagination, your daydreaming, always comes from the heart. Deuteronomy 29, 19. And it come, and it come to pass, well, I don't know, maybe I wrote it down wrong. And it come to pass when he heareth the words of this curse, that he bless himself in his heart saying, oh, I got it. I shall have peace, though I walk in the imagination of my heart to add drunkenness to thirst. I'm not really trying to give clarity to scripture. I'm just trying to show you the principle. Jeremiah 7, 24. But they hearkened not, nor inclined their ear, but walked in the counsel and in the imagination of their evil heart and went backward and not forward. So imagination comes from your heart. Jeremiah 16, 12. And you have done worse than your fathers. For behold, you walk everyone after the imagination of his evil heart, that they may not listen unto me. Then I always throw in a New Testament one in case people say it's under the law. Luke 1, 51. He has showed strength with his arms. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. Okay. Now I'm going to throw a couple of things in here. It's very important for you to realize this is that daydreaming, when you daydream, it is television in the spiritual realm. Y'all got me? So whenever you daydream, okay, okay, whenever you're, that, that focused thought and you're daydreaming, how many of you can always tell when somebody is daydreaming? Okay, when you're daydreaming, uh, the folk around you can't tell what you're thinking, but the moment you start having a focused thought and the moment you start uh, daydreaming, um, it becomes television in the spiritual realm. It's actually, it's literally you telling them your vision. Okay. And so Genesis chapter 11, one through nine, amplified version. It says, and the whole earth, I'm going to show you how powerful this is. And the whole earth was of one language and of one accent and mode of expression. And as they journeyed eastward, they found a plain valley in the land of Shinar and they settled and dwelt there. They said one to another, come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. So they had brick for stone and slime uh, for mortar. And they said, come, let us build us a city and a tower whose top reaches into the sky. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered over the whole earth. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. The Lord said, behold, they are one people. That's dangerous, whether it's good or bad. And they have all one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And now nothing they have imagined they can do will be impossible for them. How I many you know when God says nothing is impossible based on what you're doing right now? That's a hefty statement. He said, now, based on what they, they I'm, I'm going to use a bad word. They funk this up. <laughs> supposed to be sitting around thinking up stuff. Okay, Forbes magazine interviewed Bishop Oyedepo. They said, what do you do with all your time? He said, I read and I think. When you read and you think, just think. see, when you're on this, you can't think. You should be meditating. That's why it's good. You know what? I, I'm, I'm not going to get, you know, I, I, it's very, very sad. Y'all, I'm going to make this side note before I finish. Yes, I'm off point. I'm getting better at that. Finishing my sentences first before I move to another point. Y'all, you can't keep having me, an expert, tells you to take these things out of your kid's hand, and then you don't, and you're going to expect your kids to be smart. It's not going to happen. Now, I understand that sometimes we've got to use, how many know, it's a way to use this to get their attention. 
Your kids should not get up out the bed with this in their hand. They should not go to bed with this in their hand. They should not. What my, my kids and I, we were at the Avengers movie on Saturday, at the Avengers movie. And, 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 and I'm looking at kids, and I'm like, we're about to go into the Avengers movie. What is so hard about standing there and your kid learning how to stand in line without playing a video game? I mean, I'm looking at these two kids, and they got full earphones on with iPad. When I went to the car race, this was a 10-hour race, a 10-hour race. And I watched behind me. There was a dad that brought his two sons out there to the race. I watched how the two sons for the entire 10 hours never watched the cars. They watched this. They played video games for, it was more than 10 hours actually. They played, played video games from sun up to sundown. They were on a tablet. Your kids are losing their minds. Y'all, Americans, American kids used to be at the top of the food chain when it came to intelligence. We are now some